Joining us now from the Action Network, Jason Sobel. Jason, good morning. Good morning, Jason. Good morning, guys. How are you doing? We're doing good, man. Yeah. Uh, you know, we uh, big big thing from the PGA Tour perspective is uh, Captain Stricker made his picks this week. And uh, I think we kind of knew the majority of the team, and it sounded like it came down to Scotty Scheffler versus the health of Patrick Reed. Is that kind of the sense that you got? Yeah, that's exactly the sense that I got. I, I think that Jordan Spieth, Tony Finau, and Xander Schauffele, who were 7, 8, 9 on the points list and fell just outside that top six automatic qualification. Uh, quite honestly, in another year, and I think a lot of this was done because of COVID, right. because there's so many concerns right. with, okay, what if a player doesn't uh, necessarily can't play enough events and is outside the set. So they gave Stricker more captain's picks than we've ever seen before, which made sense at the time. If it was a normal type of year, those players would have automatically. Auto- automatically. That's so, right, Jason. That's yeah. right. Yeah. So, so those guys are, uh, were essentially locks to make that team. I, I thought for a while that for Harris English and Daniel Berger to not make the team, something strange was going to happen. Either they were going to have to fall apart over the last couple of weeks in the FedEx Cup playoffs, or someone else was going to have to really jump up there and go take it from yeah. them. I don't think either of those things really happened, so neither of those surprised me. And, yes, the last one, I believe, came down to Scotty Scheffler and Patrick Reed. And quite honestly, you look at Reed, and Reed sort of, in betting terms, has this high ceiling, low floor. And what I mean by that is, at his best, Patrick Reed is playing the role of Captain America. He's shushing the European side. He's making birdies and bunches, and he can lead that team, and he can be a great player for that team. But that low floor is, you know, maybe he uh, promotes a little discord within the team room. Maybe, uh, you know, he, he's not quite happy with who he's playing with and, and voices it. And there's, there's always just a, a little drama around Reed throwing the fact that, yes, he – First of all, had an ankle injury. He withdrawn because of that, and then he was hospitalized for having what he termed as bilateral pneumonia. So you don't know that he was fully healthy going into this. He couldn't even fly to the Tour Championship. Mm-hmm. He took a bus, I believe, uh, an RV from uh, his home in Houston to Atlanta. So that didn't seem like a great sign for them moving forward. You get Scotty Scheffler and a guy who uh, is very, very talented. This is a guy who's risen to 21st in the world ranking without having won a PGA Tour event yet, but I do think that first win is probably going to come pretty soon. Yeah, Jason, I, I think you're right. I think after the double pneumonia thing, and you couple that with his antics at, at the end of the 2018 Ryder Cup, I think that was spelled disaster for him, really. Um, uh, I, I, I think it. I, I was shocked that he was not picked, uh, but, I'm, but really looking back at it now, eh, I think it might have been the right move. Yeah, I think so. And, you know, you look at... What Reed again? It, what he can bring to a team when he's at his oh, best man. is invaluable. <laughs> yeah. It's great, but it, it's been a while. Also, uh, in his last, I, I believe his last two, uh, his last two starts on a U.S. team, Ryder Cup and Presidents Cup, he was a combined two and seven, I oh, believe. Yeah, uh, which really isn't great. And at some point, you can't live off that reputation forever. And I know that a lot of people remember. Uh, Hazel team yeah. in 16, yeah. where you know he's shushing the other team, he's going toe to toe with Rory McIlroy. That stuff was great. It and was he's been a great player for the Ryder Cup team, but it's been a long time as well. So mm-hmm. it's not as if he does it every single time. Exactly.
You know, and that's the stat. Yeah. The stat you just mentioned was the stat you don't hear. You you hear what his uh, Ryder Cup record is, but you know, like you just said, in his last couple of events, he's got seven losses. In the in the Ryder Cup, he's got seven wins. So, big difference, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And uh, and again, you throw you throw in the health situation, and for me. Uh, I honestly didn't think it was even that much of a controversial pick. I know a lot of people out there wanted Kevin Na. Yeah, I did. Uh, I, I did personally. That, yeah, yeah, that one just didn't make too much sense to me, especially with the course fit. It sounds like for maybe the first time in, in a U.S. captain's history, Steve Stricker is looking at the analytics. Yeah, he's got an analytics team that's helping him look at the stats and try to figure out which players match up well with each other, which players match up well with whistling straights. I think Kevin Na is a terrible course fit for whistling straights. And as I said on my radio show on SiriusXM earlier this week, you know, sometimes life just sucks. Yeah. And if it was three yeah. years ago and they're going to Le Golf National in Paris and Kevin Na was playing the way he's playing right now, I'd say he needs to be on that team yeah. because he's a really good that's course a, that's fit a good point, Jason. for that venue. Yeah. Well, and Jason, too, I hope they're looking at analytics because when I start just looking at sheer one-loss records for, for our players, you know, something that jumps out at me is Dustin Johnson's four-ball record across Ryder Cup and President's Cup has him five and nine. You would think Dustin Johnson would be a great partner in four-ball, yet he's the man in foursomes, but not necessarily in four-ball. You know, do you consider stuff like that to be analytics saying, man, maybe I don't roll Justin Dustin Johnson out in four ball because it hasn't worked. Yeah. Yeah, it's an interesting point. I, I tend to believe that at some point the law of averages comes back. When it, when it tends to be with Dustin Johnson who makes a lot of birdies, you let him go fire away in a four ball format. I think that, you know, at, at some point uh, that's going to reverse course and he's going to see a little positive uh, regression on that. So uh, I don't have a problem still throwing Dustin out there in that format. I think you have to look at it and say that's probably the best format to put him in. Mm -hmm. I've got it, guys. I mean, if we want to break it down, uh, I believe that uh, Justin Thomas and Jordan Spieth are pretty much natural partners. And if they keep playing well, it doesn't mean keep winning. uh, Because we all know they they could win and look exhausted and look like they shouldn't be out there for the next match. Or they could lose and play really well and just get beaten by another side and deserve to go back out there. But as long as they are... Uh, playing well as long as they've got some energy and a little momentum. I think they're out there for four matches together. Same thing for Xander Shoffley and Patrick Cantlay, and uh, I think that makes captaining a whole lot easier when you've got half of the team matches already lined up potentially, again, as long as they're playing well, as long as they've got some energy and some motivation and uh, got a little momentum on their side. And then I, I see in the other matches, uh, you've got to throw Bryson out there in four balls. Uh, it's a much better format for him. Everyone's saying, who's Bryson going to play with? Nobody likes Bryson. No one wants to play with him. I've got a few uh, potential candidates. I think Tony Finau, especially yeah. in that format, would be a really good partner for him. I've got DJ with Scotty Scheffler in four balls, the best yeah. ball format where they can just go out and make birdies. I think they'd be a pretty good pairing. And then uh, you look at, foursomes where I, I'd go Kepka. Kepka's got that injury right now, his left wrist. He had to withdraw from the Tour Championship. I think if you only play him an alternate shot, remember, he's essentially just playing nine holes right. when you're playing alternate shot because you're going back and forth. Throw him maybe with Daniel Berger, his old Florida State teammate. Yeah. That could work there. That kind of leaves Colin Morikawa and Harris English, who are probably two of the more amenable players on yes. the team that can 
that can be flexible and play with anybody. I like them going together in uh, foursomes as well. So, again, that's just sort of the way I see it right now. But who knows what Steve Stricker is thinking as far as that. And, Jason, we were talking earlier in the show about not playing DeChambeau in in foursomes um, simply because if he starts spraying the ball – uh, you can get in some situations at Whistling Straits where you might can't advance the ball. Now, we did have the pro from Whistling Straits on with us a little earlier who said, you know, you can get away with some stuff if you hit it a little right or left. But, you know, sometimes he just hits it so far offline that you may not find the ball. <laughs> Thank God for fans, obviously. But, you know, I, I, I don't think he should be playing in foursomes. No, I, I wouldn't think so. Four balls is certainly a oh, better format for yeah. him. He can go out there and just try to make birdies and, uh, again, you put him with a guy like Tony Finau, I, I think they get along pretty well. Finau is, a, again, a, as friendly a guy, as nice a guy as there is on the PGA Tour. So he pretty much gets along with everybody. You throw them out there together and say, guys, go have fun. Go hit the ball as far as you can. Go find it and hit it again. And chances are you're going to make a whole lot of birdies together. So uh, that needs to be the attitude for that pairing. I, I think that could be. I, I think that could be a really nice pairing between the two of them. Again, talking with Jason Sobel of the Action Network. And, Jason, the other thing that shocked me was, you know, I went through and I, you know, I'm like you. I had Brooks Kepka, Justin Thomas, and Jordan Spieth are my four-ball stalwarts. On the foursome side, I had DJ, JT, uh, Patrick Cantlay, Xander Shoffley, and Jordan Spieth. The thing that shocked me is Jordan Spieth is Captain America in four-ball and foursomes, but yet he's 0-6 in singles, and I almost feel like, do That's I really backwards. have to try and hide him in singles? <laughs> there is no hiding in singles. That, right. Uh, yeah, if right. You figure that one out. Let me know how you do it. Because, quite frankly, and I, I, I've been a proponent of this for, geez, 10, 15 years, but I love what the President's Cup does, where it's, okay, one captain throws out a player, the next captain throws out their guy, and you get to actually maybe get a couple of matchups that you want and get, get to place guys where you want to place them, and you see how, uh, how it works. It's very strategic when they do that for the President's Cup on Saturday night every couple of years. The Ryder Cup, it's, well, here's my 12-in-order, here's, here's your 12-in-order, yeah, right. let's open up the envelopes and see how they turn out. Uh, there, there's not really a way to hide a guy. It's not really like, hey, well, we don't want Jordan Spieth to go up against John Rahm or Rory McIlroy, so we're going to put him fifth. At, you know what? If John Rahm bats fifth for the European side, he's getting John Rahm. There's not a whole lot you can do about it. Right. Well, yeah, well, my, my point about that is, you know, I, I understand that. I mean, for me in the Ryder Cup, it comes down to, you know, if it seems like if you're behind, you put a couple of guys that you want to win a point out early, and then you put a couple guys out late that you want to hope to win a point, and you kind of bury those guys that you're not so sure of somewhere, not necessarily in the middle, but like right, right after those first few guys or right before those final few guys. And that's, to me, how the only way you would hide in a Ryder Cup. And, Man, it just seems weird that I have to try and position Jordan Spieth in singles. You would just say, man, he should be one of these guys that I could put anywhere in that lineup, but 0-6 just jumps out at you. Yeah, I again, I wouldn't worry too much about Jordan. He's not the greatest course fit for whistling straights, but he has played well there in the past. And with his short game, of course, he can get up and down from everywhere, and he's going to be a nuisance for the European side. I, I look at it as in Sunday singles, what I want to do, especially if you're down, but really, either way, whether you're, whether you're winning, tied, or losing, going into the final day, I want guys that are going to give us some momentum. And I was asked the other day, who's, who's the spark plug on this team? Okay, we don't have Patrick Reed on the side. We don't have Captain America. Who's the guy that's going to get these, these fans really riled up? 
And I look at Daniel Berger, and I, I don't think people quite realize how fiery and motivated Daniel Berger is. I, I think that uh, everybody, and I saw so many people on social media over the past week pining for Kevin Na, pining for Kevin Kisner, saying these guys are gritty, they're bulldogs, or Kevin Na walks in putts, Kisner's pumping his fist, they'd be great. Again, didn't think they were great course fits, but uh, for those who wanted a player like that, you kind of got him in Daniel Berger. And I don't think people quite realize what a fiery guy he is. Uh, win, winning, tied, or losing, going into the Sunday singles, I want a guy like Daniel Berger going out first, playing well, and hopefully pumping up the crowd. Now, granted, that's easier said than done. Oh, yeah. 0 and 2, 0 and 3 going into Sunday, it's hard to be sort of uh, pumping up the crowd and getting everyone into it. But I think he's going to play well. And if he does play well, he could be that spark plug kind of guy. Yeah. Well, Jason, we always appreciate the time that you give us, and uh, we look forward to a great Ryder Cup, and hopefully the U.S. can pull it out. Absolutely, guys. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Thank you, Thank Jason. Thank you, Jason. That is Jason Sobel with the Action Network.